0: In the know is news of note from the Cuyahoga County Executive's Office. This is a special edition of the podcast where we'll be discussing diversity, equity, and inclusion training. It's underway, and it's something we are all going to be involved with. I'm Don Calavini from the Department of Communications, and joining me is Lenora Lockett, our Director of Equity and Inclusion. Welcome.
1: Thank you. Good morning, and thank you for this opportunity to discuss something that's foundational and critical to our efforts to advance equity in Cuyahoga County.
0: Yeah, and In the Know is really about giving people information they need, you know, in in their work day and in their work life, and this is something that's going to touch everyone, so we just wanted to kind of let everybody know the the why's and the what's and, and what's in store. Yes, thank you. Let's start at the beginning, though. Two years ago, the county passed legislation declaring racism a public health crisis. And with that, county leadership stated that they wanted to examine how things run here internally and explore what's led to inequities and and how to combat that in the future. So I'd like to know where you were when you heard that decision. And and I would like to know what you thought about it, if you can remember. It was only two years ago, but a lot's happened since then.
1: Um, Yes, thank you. Um, That was a time in the world and in general, my views of the world were pretty mixed. I was sad and disappointed, but also always hopeful about the human spirit. So hearing county council and the county executive coming together and making a critical um, declaration to say that this is important and that we're making um, or reemphasizing our commitment to our community to advance equity inclusion was very encouraging. And it, it, it I was completely in support, obviously personally, but also encouraged that the place that I work and um, was found it important to make sure that so, we advance equity.
0: Right. And did you know at that time or,
1: or did you have any inkling that it was going to change your work life? No, I... Um, well, so at that time, I was the director of the Office of Procurement and Diversity, and the diversity component for the department was the supplier diversity. So there had always been a, a push and a commitment, as you know, the county council, county executives, um, leadership had made a commitment to every five years to invest to do a disparity study. So there had always been that commitment to make sure we were pushing inclusion and diversity in how we spend the contract. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had no idea about a department. Two years later, there would be a separate department and that there would be a focus, uh, a centralized focus on advancing equity.
0: Yeah, it's been less than a year for the department itself, and now you're already tasked with this full scale right. DEI training project. Right. It is a big deal. Um, let's get into it. Your, our, our partners are Tri C Corporate College, so um, it's nice to have that help and, and people who have some expertise in this sort of thing. What is their role?
1: So, Tri C, as you stated, is our partner, they're the subject matter experts their team not only includes this, um, their pool of existing subject matter experts as far as diversity, equity, inclusion, their team includes Dr. Marlon Moore, who's a national known expert. So we're excited about um, collaborating with them to make sure we do this first initial training countywide for our staff and management and leadership to get to maximize the impact. They're gonna provide the training virtually um, there's a variety of scopes, which I'm sure we'll discuss later. but so they're, they're definitely the subject matter experts and by triC being a political subdivision, they understand and have a similar role as Cuyahoga County. So that's a, a, a added benefit for this collaboration.
0: The first step for staff in the DEI training project was a stakeholder group session. Did the email invitations go
1: out to everyone? No, for the stakeholder um, invitation, we work with HR. Uh, we knew that the uh, focus groups would only include the opportunity for fifty participants, mm-hmm. so we work with HR to get a listing of all the county employees that are um, under the county executive's authority, and we randomly tried to pull a, a initial pool of about two hundred from all of the departments, and then from there we emailed those list of 200 randomly selected employees and said, are you willing and able to participate with the, we gave them the target dates. Mm-hmm. And from that p- responses, we were able to come up with the 50 selected. We yeah. wanted to make sure we had distribution among the different departments and also demographically. Yeah.
0: Cause the employees had to volunteer to participate in that um, right. aspect of the program. I know. Cause um, I got one. Of, I was one of the lucky few. <laughs> yeah. Who got those invitation emails? Uh, small groups of people then met virtually to talk about their experience at work with inclusiveness and equity. It was a really thought provoking discussion. Um, Dr. Marlon Moore led a lot of those, and um, corporate college folks were involved with the meetings collecting data to help shape the training that we're all going to go through. Um, Can you talk about what they found or
1: noticed? I I know they have submitted their report of their results to you. Right. So the uh, results of the stakeholders analysis, which also included interviews with three top executives, the executives that um, volunteered and accepted that, um, that task were um, the chief of staff, Bill Mason. That honor. Let's say Uh, honor. The honor. (laughs) Matt, um, Matt Carroll mm-hmm. and uh, Clerk, of course, Nayla Bird, and they There was a report that was submitted, and on April fifteenth, and some of the common themes were, yes, we do need to um, build up our capacity as far as our knowledge and understanding and awareness of diversity, equity, and inclusion. There was also a common theme about providing opportunities within the workforce for. Um, equitable advancement and training, and also the common theme about how do we get comfortable being uncomfortable as it relates to addressing what's often a very sensitive um, um, topic. Sure. And especially as it relates to how we function and work at the county. So those were the top three areas that were common themes.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and then what you do is you take that data and, and move on then to the training. So the first group is um, executive leadership. Is Was there training a training component as well as the, the stakeholder session for executive
1: leadership? So the executive leadership is a, there's a, it's more of a coaching. Mm-hmm. And that's going to occur over the next five to six months with five pairs of executive leaders. We chose five areas um, to try to cover the full breadth of the county that's under the county executive. First, we have a pair from the HR department, and that includes um, Sheba Marshall, Kimberly Coleman. We have a pair from the um, Department of Equity and Inclusion. Um, there's a pair of employees leadership from Public Works. Public Works has such an extensive internal and external.
0: Yeah.
1: And similarly, HHS, um, similar um, external, uh, dealing with a lot of the vulnerable populations and dealing with a lot of the critical support. And similarly, uh, justice services. So those five pairs, each pair will have six coaching sessions with Dr. Marlon Moore. Some of the, the goals of those coaching sessions is to help them build a strategy for their areas and domain on how to execute and maximize the benefit in those areas.
0: Okay, and then um, pretty soon we're going to get to the the big project, which is town hall presentations for every member of the Cuyahoga Mm -hmm. County um, staff. Um, There will be three 90-minute town halls. Um, All employees need to attend all three, but you're going to offer so many different opportunities for people to do it. There is really no excuse um, to miss any of them. And I think really, you know, while it seems a little daunting when you think about the time involved, I mean, it's four and a half hours, but it's over a period of like three or four months. Correct. And I really think that um, people will benefit from this kind of training. This town hall presentation is going to be dynamic and engaging. Mm -hmm. And I think, it's going to help people feel better about things, but can you talk a little bit more about
1: what will be going on during those sessions? Definitely. So um, the three topics, the, the, as you stated, there's going to be three separate town halls. Town hall one is going to basically focus on the case for DEI, why it's important, why it's needed. The second town hall will focus on our self-awareness about any biases that we might have. And the final uh, town hall will be about um, a focus on emotional intelligence and how to build an inclusive workplace. So those are the topics for the three town halls. And as you stated, we've met with several different departments because while the majority of county staff might work that standard first shift mm-hmm. with some flex flexibility in the hours, there are significant um, populations of employees that – work 24 have 24 seven shifts and also that um we're finding with various levels of technology so there are a significant amount of employees approximately 1400 that do not have county issued laptops and pcs so while the tri-c team will be providing the training virtually and those county employees that have um, laptops and PCs will be able to engage in that training virtually. There's that 1,400 employee um, population of employees that will need to come to a county facility. Um, we're looking at um, coordinating with public works, Department of IT, um, custodial, maintenance and facilities to make sure that we can Um, house and provide the services at those uh, county locations for those trainings. And our goal is that while they won't be able to um, participate virtually in the training, we're going to facilitate in a manner that mimics that interaction. So there's going to be, as you stated previously, the goal, uh, one of the components of the training is interaction, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: feedback, um, polling. um, It's supposed to be engaging because our goal is to, um, keep the learning and also engagement, so that there can be long-term results and impacts from the training. So that's one of the key hurdles that we're we're addressing is how to make sure with those two populations that they have similar trainings. I mean, similar experience with the trainings, and also as you say that the flexibility in the hours is because of the differences in the shifts. Sure. And some of the while the sample employees may be able to. During their work shift, engage in the training. There's going to have to be a commitment from others. For instance, if you're out, um, if you're in the sheriff's department, you're out patrolling. You can't be doing the training. So the training session that you're going to have to take is going to be when you're not scheduled for on-duty training. Right. Similarly, if you're in our maintenance department and you're out in the field or in construction, so you have during those hours, you're not going to be able to engage in in front of a computer or so you're going to have to make that flexibility with your schedule. So that's why um, we want to build in that flexibility because and because we want it to be inclusive. We don't want to say um, tough. Our goal is for all of us to grow together and all of us to work to advance equity. And that means we all have to have that same opportunity at having that shared knowledge base
0: yeah and I think part of this comes down to um, you know the commitment from directors and managers and so you've got special training just for them that's going on as well to try to help them um, foster and nurture this ability for you know all of their employees that they oversee to be able to participate and really benefit from the training so how's that going so far
1: Yes, definitely. So as part of, because of that role that managers have to, we're also, as management, we're learning, but we're also going to have to be the ones to spark and nurture the process for our staff. So management's training, the management and leadership training, is we're in the sign-up phase now. The actual first class for group one will be next Wednesday. So for the management, it's a more intimate setting because of that dual role of learning and needing to foster that um, that. Further learning with our staff, they're gonna. Their training will occur between, as I say, the first training is May twenty fifth, next Wednesday, and the the groups should finish all the management training should finish by the end of July. The style of training for the management is cohort style, so um, there's going to be twenty eight groups, and the class size is twenty up to, up to twenty six in each in each group, mm-hmm. and each group will stay together for the two classes. And the two classes, there will be a class, then there's a two to three week gap between, three to four weeks, two to three to four weeks gap. And within that two to three to four week gap, whatever it may be, there's going to be um, homework assignments, for instance, to do the Harvard um, implicit bias test. Also think about a project for your area, and then the second class. So it is um, learning, hands-on, assessment, and learning as with the group so there's more, some intimacy built with that group to share and further leverage that um, into you, the next phase where you're um, champion the training for their staff.
0: How is it going so far just in terms of, um, I mean, do you feel like the challenge is almost overwhelming sometimes or do you feel like the mom that's making your kids, you know, trying to get them to see the importance of doing that homework or that mm-hmm. training. I mean, it's, it's gotta be just daunting for you. But, um, I mean, I think when it comes down to it, everybody sees the importance of it. Right. Right.
1: So it's a, it's, that's exactly how it is a mix. There are certain days that I feel like, Oh, we have a smooth path. We know what we're going to do. And then the next day I'm like, Oh wow, is this going to happen? Because there's so many different, um, Items that you want to address to A lot make of sure moving the process. Parts. Yes, yeah. um, the one thing that has been very encouraging is that even with all the unknown, everyone's been very helpful. Helpful, for instance, communications. You all have jumped in and helped give us different ideas and uh, uh, support on how to uh, provide the message helping us set up intranet page. We've worked with public works and department of IT on how to make sure the facilities and the training uh, that the rooms that we're going to use are uh, at capacity of what do we need to do to make sure that functions well. We've worked with um, the sheriff's department, the CECOMS department. Everyone has been, yes, recognizing that it is awesome, uh, awesome task overwhelming because they have their own, when I say their own specific training for their area that they know that they have to implement this summer. Mm -hmm. But they're still telling us how and working with us on how to make sure both can be managed and we still fulfill our ongoing mission. So it's been a a mix. But with all the support, it it helps you just say kind of like the old saying, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You just have to keep trying.
0: And do we know what the town hall topics are going to be?
1: Yes, those are the topics that are going to be on um, the, the case for DEI is the first one. The second one is increasing your self-awareness. So that's more focusing on any unbiased, I- implicit bias, unconscious or conscious that we have, how that impacts our work environment, how we um, uh, and how we can be aware so that we can um, make sure it's not hindering equity and how or equitable means and how we do our jobs and mm-hmm. implement our programs. And then the final is. The using emotional intelligence and and how to nurture an inclusive workplace.
0: Okay. Well, I just want everybody to understand that it is incredibly important. I think it could actually be really um, engaging and could even be fun, you know. And uh, so we want you all to be on the lookout for invitations to training and uh, presentations for meaningful change to occur. Everybody's got to be all in. And we yes. know what all in is like yes. in Cuyahoga County. So if you want to know more about the process, if you have any questions, can they contact you? Or maybe they want to volunteer to be a, a bigger part of it, or they want to know how to take that uh, Harvard um, index that you right. were talking about. How can they contact you?
1: So we, we did set up a, a email address that's just for focusing on the DEI training. It is DEI training at Cuyahoga also. And, Um, If you want to email the team specifically for DEI, obviously myself, Lenora Lockett, um, Edwin Nunez, Senior Contract Compliance Officer, and then we have two contract compliance officers uh, focusing on this, Patricia uh, Anderson and Cassandra Fulton. But the easiest is probably the DEI training at Cuyahoga County. And if you don't recall that, just know to contact DEI. We have a general number, 216-443-7230. And that'll get to us also.
0: And we've got a web page set up on oh, yes. the intranet. Um, and if, so if you go the, to the intranet page um, through my MyHR, uh, you can go to initiatives and then you'll see DEI training in the dropdown. And we're going to have a lot more Um, features there where you're going to be able to register and we'll be directing people to that web page through our email communications the in the know newsletter or emails so that you can you know sign up for the sessions that you want and i would suggest signing up early and so that you can also watch the progress of this and when we get results that's where we're going to put results as well so that people can see that um you know I, and I hope they will see that there are going to be some real significant um, areas of progress here. And also, it's just the beginning. I mean, this is, again, is a new department. This is going to be kind of our baseline. Right. And it's all upward from here, right? Correct.
1: It's foundational. (laughs) We're building from here.
0: Well, thank you. Lenora Lockett, our Director of Equity and Inclusion for Cuyahoga County. Appreciate your time so much. Thank you for the opportunity. I know, it's crazy. It's like setting up a party and then you don't know everybody's going to show up. But we will. Right. We're going to show up. Definitely. If you like getting updated with this audio version of In the Know, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and that way you won't miss any new information. The podcast is produced by our multimedia and communications teams. On behalf of the Cuyahoga County Executive's Office, thank you for all that you do and stay safe. You are in the know.